Find yourself in the Beachview area of Pittsburgh? Check out the official pizza of this show, Slice on Broadway, sharing an abnormal obsession with pizza we can relate to. Check them out at sliceonbroadway.com and tell them this show sent you. Want to have your business or podcast featured on the show? Contact us at info at sorgatronmedia.com. Subject line, advertising. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show, episode 26. We're still rolling. I'm Sorgatron, Mike Sorg, at Sorgatron on the Twitter, here in Pittsburgh, PA. I do a little bit of video things for local promotions here in Pittsburgh, including IWC, RWA, uh, helping a little bit with VOW, some other stuff in Ohio. Fun stuff, indeed. And also my compatriot that does some stuff a little bit in the wrestling business in uh, uh, Texas with Inspire Pro Wrestling. He's the announcer. I'm sorry, ringside announcer. I always screw that because I don't want to say announcer because then you're the guy in the <laughs> ring. Then I'm, then, I'm stealing, so, then I'm stealing Brandon Strauss Thunder when I say that. Um, commentator. Play-by-play yeah, uh, play play commentator. Yes, play. Yeah, there you go. Play-by-play. Play. Yes, yes. Um, I'm the one you hear afterwards. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how you doing, Eamon? I'm doing fantastic, Sorg. I'm hey. glad to be talking about indie wrestling another week. Awesome. And you're still in Corpus Christi, I believe, right? Yes, I am here where there is zero indie wrestling, which is an appropriate place to talk about indie wrestling, apparently. <laughs> we um, can talk about longing for indie wrestling. Absolutely. Awesome. And of course, you can join us here. Uh, we do the show live every Tuesday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Central Time. This is the only show where I bother to do that because of Eamon <laughs> and, it, and his guests, typically. Um, and of course, thanks again to our intro music from Basic Sickness. You can check them out at basicsickness.com. There's a few free tracks, videos, stuff like that. And of course, you can go to wrestlingmayhemshow.com for this and other shows. The ever-growing Wrestling Mayhem Show network oh my god we do four things a week at this point and maybe more if anyone gets his way um, you're power mad sir and you ask me how yeah. i do this stuff uh you can also email us at good times at wrestling show.com if you have any comments or anybody you think we should be uh talking to on the show and you can drop us a line at the voicemail at 412-206-wms0 uh hit us up on twitter at mayhem show facebook google plus and the great facebook group all labeled Wrestling Mayhem Show. And this show is on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and High Heart Radio in video and audio forms. Um, and, uh, Eamon, we, we got a, a special guest again this this week from your neck of the woods, I believe. Uh, yes, indeed. Who is this guy? It was, it was my week to grab a guest, and, and I wanted to get somebody that, you know, I have I, I've grown a great appreciation for, especially working with him in Inspire Pro Wrestling. Uh, he he's been doing this for a good while. He is a second generation wrestler, uh, and he he's good. We're going to talk a bit about his career and and, and everything going on for him, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Please welcome to the Indie Mayhem Show, Dirty Andy Dalton. Andy, how are you? Pretty good. Keeping it dirty as always, and you guys? Absolutely. Uh, keep it dirty ourselves. I'm I'm, um, I'm moderately clean. Yeah, you're keeping it you're keeping it real dirty because you're in the the armpit of Texas, Corpus Christi. Jesus yes, Christ, bro, can you please get the hell out of that area? God, I hope so. Um, but yeah, um, let, let's start it off how we always start it off with our guests here on the show. Uh, uh, we, the first question is sort of the break the ice question. Uh, what is your first pro wrestling memory? And I'm interested to hear this answer because of your, I believe you have a bit of a lineage with uh, professional wrestling. Uh, my first memory, um, my mother actually would, set the camcorder on the coffee room table or somewhere in the living room and record daily actions and activities of, of me and my sister at the time and all that. And uh, my family, I was living in Houston, Texas at the time, and some family had come to visit, and they were all gathering around the table for breakfast, and I yelled at my mother that I would eat breakfast later because wrestling was on TV. I was two years old, and <laughs> I believe it was a Hacksaw Jim Beckham squash match, so... And it is what it is, but uh, that's my first memory that I can remember of wrestling. Obviously, my mother has told stories of me beating the piss out of pillows and being just enthralled with wrestling my entire life. My first actual memory is documented on video footage of me telling my family to pretty much, you know, sorry guys, wrestling's on. <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to hear it was uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, because that, that's one person I can definitely see the comparison in between uh, the two of you, at, at least look-wise. 
he definitely uh, wow. <laughs> a bit, a bit, that hacksaw a bit a bit dirty himself, you could say. Yeah, and funny enough, uh, and about today is what July first. Yep, definitely July first. Uh, we're recording this in nineteen days. I'll be main eventing a show in South Louisiana. It just happens to have Hacksaw Jim Duggan on it. So. Conveniently enough, so there you go. Um, but yeah, so, but you also have, a, I know, a bit of a, a lineage with wrestling. You are, you are one to note uh, about uh, that you are a second-generation professional wrestler. Uh, uh, where does uh, your lineage sort of come from? Okay. Um, my dad actually started uh, wrestling in the 60s and 70s. Um, he was a fan of wrestling growing up, and he actually ran into a wrestler. Uh, Jackie Fargo, also known as uh, Jack Dalton, he, uh, he was what they would call a hanger-on. He would bug and bug and bug, and so they thought, like, you know what, kid? Here, I'm going to teach you how to wrestle, because Jackie's partner had just disappeared at the time. So he actually taught my father how to wrestle on a mattress at a Motel 6, I believe in Mobile, Alabama. Um, wow. And that's pretty much how it started, and he uh, became a member of the infamous Dirty Dalton crew. Uh, and he wrestled in the 60s, 70s around the Gulf Coast area, the Carolinas, did some in Detroit. Um, his most, I mean, he continued wrestling up until he had his first stroke, which uh, he was Irish whipping to the corner and his head, the back of his head whiplash and hit the post. And the next day he didn't make TV. They would check on him. He had a stroke. It literally paralyzed his entire left side. Well, eight months later, he was back in the ring still with a completely paralyzed left side. Um, because that's just all he knew, and that's that's how he made money. Uh, from there, he he continued that. Um, Jackie went on to do other things, and he ended up staying in the Gulf Coast area, working as a babyface as the one and only Frank Dalton. Uh, went on from there. He did some stuff in Southwest Championship Wrestling, and then went back up to Detroit under his given name. Uh, he was only using the name Frank Dalton. He was more of an enhancement talent. There's actually footage of him from St. Louis Wrestling at the Chase putting over, I believe it's Kevin Von Erich uh, on oh, YouTube. Okay. And then um, he kind of got out of it and just kind of, you know, part of ways of the business. Uh, the injury kind of caught up to him. Um, he had just he, He's getting to the point where it wasn't meeting injury. He wanted it to. He, was, he wasn't happy with the success he was having. So he stopped, and then he got a phone call from uh, Buck Robley asking him if he would like to start managing, which not many people know this, but my father was the original Friday for Kamala. He uh, did Friday with Kamala in World Class in Dallas, uh, Mid-South for Bill Watts, and then Kamala's first WWF run in 1984. So, and... He let, when Kamala left the WWF in January of 85, he went back to Mid-South, and my father just... My mom was pregnant with me. He had other work lined up. He had saved up a bunch of money. So he was like, ah, I'm going to leave us alone. I'm done with it. And that was pretty much it. Interesting fact, though, mm-hmm. that maybe 50 people know this. For those of you that have seen WrestleMania 1, the body slam match between Andre the Giant and Big John Studd was originally supposed to be Andre the Giant Kamala, but Kamala had a falling out with the WWF, and he parted ways, and then my father ended up leaving. So I guess my claim to fame is my dad should have been a part of the first WrestleMania, but hey, trust me, so it is what it is. That that, that would be a great uh, achievement to uh, to remember. Uh, and, and not to jump too, uh, too ahead of the timeline, but I know recently, uh, WrestleMania weekend, uh, you actually got to... Um, uh, uh, Don the uh, the Friday getup for uh, the Mid South uh, convention uh, to uh, yeah. um, in, tri- in tribute to your father. So I, I, that must have been a really big moment for you. Yeah, it was like I've got a bucket list of things I would like to do in pro wrestling. I've accomplished some, some I haven't. I mean, um, but I got a phone call from the promoter of a Mid South station on Mid South reunion show and wrestling show that night, and I can't even think of the name. It's a small town right outside of New Orleans. Um, and he asked if I would do Friday, and that was one of my big things. Like I, I've spoke with Kamala a plethora of times, and he's always said, "Hey, man, I would love to get you out here with me and do that." And just dates never coincided, and just nothing ever worked out. But I got lucky and fortunate enough. Obviously, Kamala was able to participate with his recent surgeries. Um, but I got to do a photo op with him and sit at the table and sign autographs and tell stories with him. So that was really, really cool. And I've kept in touch with Kamala. So. It was cool to finally mark that off my bucket list, and then later on that night to get to actually wrestle in front of, oh, God, it was probably like 800 people, like, in a humongous auditorium, so 
it was a really cool experience, and to be around all those guys and to hear stories because the Fantastics were there. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook, there's a video of the Fantastics teaching me the Fargo strut. Um, <laughs> those guys, Bill Watts, uh, Sam Houston showed up, and then I ended up seeing a uh, a bunch of people that were like weren't scheduled to be there for the Mid South show. Uh, like Adam Pierce showed up, and I've been friends with Pierce for a couple of years. Um, Shane Douglas was there. It was just it was a who's who of wrestling. It was really cool to see all those guys, and then it finally marked it off my bucket list. Awesome, definitely really cool. Well, well, jumping back a bit in the timeline uh, to the beginning of. Of your your start in professional wrestling. Uh, how did you get into, um, I guess, into the actual wrestling business, and and where did you first uh, get trained, and 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 how did you find out uh, how to basically get involved and actually become a pro wrestler? Oh, that's an interesting story. I had done. I was living in Shreveport at the time, which is actually where I'm visiting right now. Uh, I was living in Shreveport, and there was a wrestling camp, trial school type thing. They were doing local TV here in Shreveport at one of the malls, and this was 2000. Two, I believe it was, before the end of 2002, I did a tryout, realized that I was in horrible shape, had no idea what anything of this entailed, that it was way more than just watching it on TV and saying, hey, my dad was a wrestler, I guess that means I can do it. So I did a tryout, uh, things didn't go like I expected it to, and that night I remember going home going, man, I, I just don't know if I can do this or not, but when I got home I was like, you know what? Being in the ring, even though, you know, I threw up and I was beat up and sore, I wanted to do it. So I called the person from the trial and was like, hey, I want to go ahead and enroll in the school. And he had just made the decision that night to close down the school. So that was kind of heartbreaking for me. And I was like, well, I don't know what to do next. And then um, I was lurking around. This this, this will be a, a nice kick for you guys. I was lurking around a local chat room in AOL, bored <laughs> at like 3 in the morning. And because of my screen name was wrestling related, this person in the chat room messaged me and was like, hey, are you in wrestling? And I was like, yeah, why? And he was like, well, I was trying to go to this wrestling school here in Shreveport, but they closed down. And I was like, yeah, I just did a, a trial with those guys like a month ago. And he goes, well, they're directing everybody to a school that's two hours away in Tyler, Texas. Would you want to ride with me and go out there and check it out? And I was like, you're a complete and utter stranger hitting me up on AOL's messenger, <laughs> wanting me to go check out a wrestling school two hours away. Fuck it, let's do it. Um, so I did Maybe it. Maybe I was going to your lap like that. Yeah, like, I mean, that, that, I feel like I was put on a course. Like, there was no way I was going to not do wrestling. So I was like, all right, mm -hmm. something, some higher power is pushing me in the direction of this to at least pursue it and see if I, if I, if I'm any good or if I should even attempt it. So, much like a, uh, a movie, there's ups and downs. So if I go to the wrestling school and it's, run by Joey Corman and Samir. Uh, at the time, they were known as the Overboys. They used to work at Hollow Mass. They worked Combat Zone, TNA, real well-known in the South and in Georgia. Uh, I loved the school. I loved learning from those guys. I still thought to Joey. Samir is now a cop out in Las Vegas, Nevada somewhere. Um, but anyways, I, I did the school with the guy that hit me up in Messenger. His name was Josh. Well, about a month after uh, doing it, he got tennis elbow and said he was going to quit. Well, I was... 17 at the time, uh, I dropped out of school my third, ninth grade year. I had nothing going for me. Wrestling was really all I ever wanted to do, and it's all I had. Uh, I was without means to go two hours to Tyler every Tuesday and Thursday for wrestling school. <laughs> so when he told me that, I figured, all right, well, I guess that's it. I mean, another roadblock. So I remember distinctly, and, and I wouldn't normally wouldn't tell a story like this, but it shows dedication and the heart that my mother has always, like, backed me with when it comes to wrestling. So I, she deserves a little bit of credit for this. I walked into her bedroom, and she could see there was distress on my face. And she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, well, Josh just quit wrestling school. And she's like, so what does that mean? And I remember I sat in her bed, and I started crying, just bawling. And I was like, that's it. I mean, everything I've ever wanted for the last 17 years is fucking gone because this guy wants to be a pussy and says the elbow hurts. And she looks at me and she goes, well, I'll drive you to school every Tuesday and Thursday. So for six months, wow. every Tuesday and Thursday, she would drive me two hours, I would train two hours, and she'd drive me two hours back. Two That's times amazing. a week for six months straight. Yeah, and we... And so without that's cool because we get to talk with a lot of people on this show and sort of one of the other common questions, like how do you, you know, your parents sort of, you know, accept it and stuff like that. But that's amazing, this, you know, for somebody, you know, your mother to sort of have that, to realize that you were, you were invested in this, I guess is the best way to put it. 
Yeah, and she's always told me, she goes, look, if you have one match and break your neck and, and, and you can't wrestle ever again, you do one match and go, okay, this isn't for me, or you have a hundred matches, or you get fined, or whatever happens, she's like, I am proud of you for being able to do one thing. You said you were going to do it, and you lived your dream. 90% of America is never able to actually achieve that, so she's like, I just wanted to help you do that, and I knew how much it meant to you, and I knew that, you know, how important it was to you, so I, she was all for it, and she's been so supportive, she's, I remember about a year after I completed training, uh, me and my trainer, another wrestler, and that wrestler's wife, we had two shows in Tennessee and one in Georgia, and she had just gotten a new van. Instead of us renting a car and losing money, she goes, I'll just drive you guys. Mm. And she drove us <laughs> to Tennessee, which, I mean, of course, people are like, ah, your mom tagged on. That can't be very cool. People got to realize, all of them on the wrestling business forever. Uh, yeah. She was going to shows since she was 12. She married my dad at 21. Um, it, it's all she's known, and she's she's a road warrior like the rest of us. I mean, she loves getting in the car and just going, and she still does it. There's still times she'll call me and go, so you got to show anywhere nearby, let's just let's hop in the car and go. So she's, I, I can't think, I honestly don't think I'd be anywhere near where I am now without her and her support, because she's pretty much pushed me through all of this. That's amazing. Really cool. So, so you, you've been growing, I mean, you said, you know, back in like 2002, that's when you had started. I remember, I, it was before you, I started to actually work with you in Inspire. I'd seen you throughout, you know, the state of Texas. Uh, and I think a lot of people would agree with me on this, and, and I definitely have seen a lot through working with you in Inspire, as well as I personally will say to anyone that you are probably one of the top heels to come out of the state of Texas right now. Uh, and I think that's something you would be, you know, proud and saying, because I'm sure you love, you know, getting the reactions from the crowds that you get. Um, how do you, uh, do you get, I, I guess the best way to put it, do you get enjoyment from sort of per, uh, gaining this, I, would, I don't want to say persona because knowing you, uh, a lot of it is from sort of, you know, the way you are, but being dirty Andy Dalton, do you, do you get, you know, enjoyment out of getting a rile out of, out of, out of, a, uh, out of an audience? Oh, yeah. I mean, 100%. Like, uh, Jim Cornette said that every wrestling character that's made me money is just an extension of themselves. So Dirty Andy Dalton really is an extension of who I am. I mean, I've got the word dirty tattooed in my groin area. Like, it, it really is who I am. Like, and I've got no problem with that. Um, I, I've got a little girl, and outside of time with her, nothing, there's nothing I can explain. There's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can compare it to. To get a reaction like I'm able to do, which I've been blessed. I feel part of its natural ability because it's all I've ever known and part of it's, you know, been a lot of hard work and finding out what's right and what's wrong and what should not do what to do. There's there's nothing better than the reaction I get and it feels incredible. There's, there's it's so funny because people always associate the word fake with wrestling. But when I walk through the curtain and everyone's like, Boo, fuck you, we hate you when I smile, that's the most real smile you'll ever see me <laughs> smile. Because I'm like, oh, these guys hate me. I'm so good at what I do. And it makes me feel, there's no better feeling in the world. Definitely. I, I remember speaking to you once, actually, about, uh, and to go to that point, uh, obviously, we were working in Inspire Pro Show in Austin, Texas. And you were going off to me about how you you legitimately hate Austin. So you, it's not hard for you to come out and you know, talk shit about the city you're in or whatever. Because, I mean, that's, that's sort of, it goes back to what you were saying about how it's an extension of you, and, and a lot of it is, you know, you don't have to draw from somewhere that isn't that isn't you. Exactly, and, and if people people resonate. If I, if I went out there and tried to portray a character I wasn't, I don't think people people would get as emotionally attached. I think they could, but mm-hmm. I don't think they would get as attached as they do. And like, I love Texas. I'm a Texas boy. I was born in a small town uh, called Atlanta, Texas. Raised most of my life in Houston. Um, I love Texas. I can't stand Austin, and it's, <laughs> and it's it, it's probably race racism isn't the right word. Prejudice against the town and saying that everyone's like hipsters and like that. But I know plenty of hipsters that I do get along with. There's just a vibe I get when I drive through it. Uh, I just I don't like it. Like maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's the years of wrestling in San Antonio and having to leave two and a half hours early always mm-hmm. to account for the time that I have to sit on I thirty five with the worst traffic. I've driven in fucking New York City, and the traffic is not as bad as Austin. I ain't, oh my God, I want to blow 35 up. 
and redo it Very where true. it's not. Oh my god, it's horrendous. But yeah, I mean, I definitely think I I would attest and say that you are definitely one of the best heels to come out of this state, and and it's something that is a rarity of somebody that can really pull off being a good a good heel and embrace that. So I think you having that going for you is definitely uh, going a long way. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about, uh, and when I talk about with my friends in the East Coast about sort of Texas wrestling, uh, since it's it's sort of becoming more of a thing that people uh, are hearing about now, I think a lot of people do think of like sort of the Southern style of professional wrestling. Uh, and, and while I think the scene in Texas has sort of changed from that, you're one I think that definitely does embrace that that old sort of Southern uh, mentality and style. Would you agree with that? And you think uh, you embracing that sort of sets you apart in a sense? Wholeheartedly. Um, I, I, I think that my style, I, I can adapt and work within someone's style. If they're not Southern, if they want to be Lucha or Hardcore or East Coast or West Coast or, you know, TV style, I can adapt within, but mm -hmm. I'll never lose the characteristics that make up who I am in my style, which is a very Southern style. I, I mean, I grew up watching WWF, which was obviously the old scores call it New York. But as I got older and discovered, I fell in love with the Freebirds. I fell in love with Jerry Lawler is one of my greatest influences. That guy is about as Southern and Tennessee as it gets. There's mm -hmm. no, I love Jeff Jarrett. Like that's, and I think that I'm able to adapt and that really is who I am. But I'm, like I said, I'm able to adapt in a way that still fits within the mold of how pressing processing evolved. I think some people are stuck in the old Southern style, and I think I've been able to evolve, but like I said, still stay Southern. Yeah, and I would agree with that. I've definitely seen you adapt different styles. I've seen you do hardcore, like when you had your street fight with JT Lamaya, or I've seen you wrestle Takaki Watanabe from New Japan and, and do that sort of style. So I, I definitely agree. It's definitely you, you're multifaceted, but sort of having that that traditional Southern style definitely does, I think, set you apart. Speaking of uh, East Coast wrestling, though, I know one of the things that you got to do recently that I know you were very excited about, and uh, and I, I was very glad for you to be able to do uh, was you uh, had a recent uh, tryout, I guess you could say, or, or seminar that you participated in for Ring of Honor uh, during their uh, uh, their New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, uh, series or weekend of events, I guess. Uh, what was that like uh, uh, going up there to uh, to uh, be a part of that seminar? It was a, it was an incredible learning experience. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to reveal this or not, but mm -hmm. uh, my there was a few Ring of Honor guys that were there. Um, Michael Elgin was one of them, and Delirious kind of outed him and said, "Look, Michael Elgin flew himself here. He paid for his own flight, and he came here just to evaluate new talent himself, like." Mm -hmm. They're just as much part of the product and helping it grow as I am. As we all know, Delirious is in a power position, quote-unquote, there. Uh, I learned a dramatic amount. Um, I couldn't even... It would take me hours to even try to articulate how each thing was given across to us. Um, I do think some opportunities in the future will present themselves to me. Um, I've got some people that I've worked with in Ring of Honor, like R.D. Evans, like a Steve Carino, like a Raymond Rowe, that while they may not get along with me in the ring, outside of the ring, they're able, they're able to at least appreciate my talent and ability. And hopefully that can help me as I pursue that avenue. Um, it was a great, like, I've been to the East Coast a couple times. I've been to New York. Like I said, I, I've done IWC. I've got Dayton, Ohio coming up for Rockstar Pro Wrestling. Uh, I like the East Coast style. I've got a lot of friends up there. I've got friends in Ring of Honor. I've got friends that just work that area and that circuit. And I absolutely adore it. Like, I love it. Um, I, I can't say enough about the seminar. Like, it was just... And there were some people there that uh, I, had, I had worked with on a previous show once or twice. So seeing them and some other people helped put my mind at ease. Because obviously, you go into any situation like that, you're going to be nervous as hell. There's going to be butterflies, and you're going to be questioning yourself. Um, and it was cool because the first 10 minutes of the whole thing... Delirious got in the ring, and he, I remember he said to us, he said, uh, for anybody who thinks that doing these seminars and doing these tryouts is just a scam to get money, he turned and pointed to three guys in the ring. The three guys in the ring helping with this were Michael Elgin, Adam Cole, and Tommaso Ciampa, all three of which came through the seminar. Mm -hmm. So, And they all gave us their own personal story of how they went from the seminar to getting booked on a show to 
getting themselves in a position to get a job with the company. So that put my mind at ease that I wasn't getting scammed. And from that point forward, it was just open my mind, open my ears, and shut my mouth and learn. And, and I did. I learned a, a good bit, and I'm hoping to be able to apply that at a future time with them. Awesome. Definitely. I, I would definitely love to see you gain more opportunities in the East Coast in general, but bring them on specifically, you know, of how big they're getting. Uh, one of the questions I, we do ask all of our guests, and it's sort of becoming our, our blanket question uh, for, for everyone. Uh, we talk about indie wrestling, we discuss, uh, discuss it uh, in depth. Uh, so one of the things I do want to ask you is uh, if you could name what is your favorite thing about uh, independent wrestling, and in turn, what is your least favorite thing about independent wrestling? Whew, this is going to be an interesting one. <laughs> uh, my favorite thing about independent pro wrestling would have, have to be the freedom. Um, I don't feel like, let's say if I was six foot tall and 240 pounds and play high school, high school football, but I still had the same past and lineage and history that I did, that I got picked up by development right out of high school, right out of college. I don't think they'd listen to a thing I said, and they'd have wanted to program me how they wanted me. I feel like, and Chris Jericho speaks about this in his book, he feels like something missing from a lot of guys is getting worldwide experience and the freedom to find out what fits for you. Because I feel like there's plenty of guys who did not make it past lower card or mid card status in the WWE or TNA or somewhere else because they didn't know organically what works for them. And I feel like the Indies gives us all a platform to literally take something, throw it against the wall, and see if it sticks. And that's my favorite part. The least favorite thing? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be generic. Because I'm sure guys have said politics or egos or money. Um, which all those things are a negative thing. I mean, obviously, you can do your best to stay out of the politics and not deal with it, but there's always going to be something. Um, I've always said there's more politics in pro wrestling than there is in actual politics. Um, <laughs> money, I mean, there's places you can make money. Uh, people don't usually believe me when I say this. I'm literally able to pay part of my bills with wrestling money. I keep my power turned on. I keep food in my apartment. And I pay other odds and ends, like the gym, like supplements, like painting, which I have recently started to do. Um all through wrestling. Um, mm. And egos, I mean, you'll find egos if you go man's a dollar general. I think I think he stocks Crisco better than you. <laughs> so it's not necessarily independent wrestling. I would, and I love traveling. That's, that definitely isn't it. I mean, I, like I said, I, I've driven the 24 hours. I've, the longest drive so far would have to be me and Gregory James drove from Dallas, Texas to Connecticut for a show which was, I, I don't even want to try to calculate how long that was. Um, <laughs> it can't be fun. I, I, I say that much. I think the one thing about indie wrestling I hate, this is it. And I, I don't think you guys have gotten this answer before. When a fan goes indie wrestling, so when are you guys going to go pro? I hate that the mm. perception is that I'm not a professional wrestler. I do get paid. I take, when I was trained by, by Joey and Samir, Joey painted a picture for me and, it, and it's always stuck in my head and I remember the example of what he said to a T. He said, Andy, you do the exact same thing that Randy Orton does on Monday. He just gets paid more, is on a bigger scale and has that. That's it. I, that I'm no was, different than that guy. Yeah, we definitely haven't heard that one before. I, I, and that's something I definitely would agree with. I think the mentality of, you know, an indie wrestler is perceived as like, like you said, you know, you, you pay for certain things now because of, you know, your work in, in wrestling. And it doesn't, you know, just because you aren't working, I guess, for the big two or the big three, like, it doesn't make you any lesser than. Exactly. Because, I mean, I've, I've wrestled with guys from, I've wrestled from WWE Hall of Famers, TNA guys, uh, Indie Darlings, Ring of Honor guys. I mean, my, the, the list of quote-unquote names that I've worked, it's probably the broadest I've ever seen any indie wrestler name. And I've, again, I'm not, I guess, I guess this is my ego. I haven't had a bad match with any of them. None of them complain. From Homicide down to Scotty Zuhadi to Davey Richards to Watsonabi to Jazz. Never had any complaints. And I know that, I mean, those guys have always told me. As a matter of fact, 
I think the biggest compliment I've ever gotten, I wrestled Funaki one-on-one. I got to the locker room after the match. She grabbed me by the shoulders, leaned in on me where our foreheads were touching, and he goes, Andy Dawson, that was pro wrestling. Thank you, and walked off. Wow. So if a guy that has been on TV and was around for as long as he was says that to me, eh, I'm a professional wrestler. I just have Indy in front of it because I don't have a contract. Yeah, definitely. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, well, the last thing I kind of want to touch on with you about is, uh, obviously, you're breaking out, I think. You're, you know, you're wrestling more places, not just even you know throughout Texas, but also, uh, like you said, in the East Coast and, and more stuff. Um, do you have any dream opponents of people you'd like to step into the ring with, people you'd like to work with in any way? Uh, is there any people that come to mind? Uh, if, huh, if we're listing people that I've never, ever been in the ring with, the one that comes off the top of my head is a friend of mine that lived here in Texas for, I want to say, about a year, a year and a half. He mm-hmm. didn't like Texas, moved back to the East Coast, and has blown up, is Biff Busick. Yes. I would love nothing more than to get in the ring and fight Biff. Because I was actually very upset one, when, when I got into Texas wrestling, actually, it was right after, I think, Biff left. Uh, so I wish yep. I would have gotten to see him sort of work in, in this area. Yeah, he. Uh, I remember my last show for RCW, I wrestled Ray Rowe in the opening match. And Biff, who was going under a different name at the time, was scheduled to wrestle RCW mainstay Don Juan. I literally walked through the curtain after my match with Ray Rowe, and I've never done this in my entire career. I walked up to Biff and Don Juan, and I looked at both of them separately and said, hey guys, go fucking follow that, because me and Ray killed it. <laughs> I watched their match. They both came to the back and just stared at me, and I was like, all right, you guys followed it. I get it. Good point. You guys got me. Um, Biff's incredible. Like, that guy is, he's everything. I, I posted this on a Facebook wall, I think about a month ago. I said, Biff is everything that's right with pro wrestling. Does he have a tan? No, but he's a good-looking dude. You would not want to meet that dude in the alleyway where I fight him because he would literally eat your head off. And he's, he's, he's entertaining. So he's everything. He's, he's what's right about pro wrestling. So Biff, definitely. Um, my, I, I got to wrestle Steve Carino. He's one of my idols, so that's off the bucket list. My other idol uh, is Jimmy Rave. He's mm-hmm. been in and out of wrestling, personal problems, and then just stuff with wrestling, I suppose. But he's, he just posted the other day that he's taking bookings again, so hopefully our paths cross. Cause that's, if you watch Jimmy Rave match, you've seen an Andy Dalton match. I get a lot of my stuff from that guy because that guy is, at a time when Ring of Honor was all about who can do cool stuff and who wants to shine and who wants to do this, no matter where they were at, what town they were, what show it was, who he was wrestling, he always got a good reaction. He was always a standout heel, which is something Ring of Honor didn't have at the time. So uh, Jimmy Rave and Biff Busick are probably my two. And, well, I speak of Jimmy and one other one comes to mind. Uh, I travel with this guy. He's a friend of mine. But I would love nothing more than to get in the ring and wrestle Lance Hoyt. I've known Lance for eight years now. We've teamed like three or four times. But I feel like even with our size difference, the dynamic between him and myself would be awesome. Definitely. All, all, all of those three I would definitely love to see. Um, so thank you for coming on. Uh, if you have any upcoming dates that you'd like to plug, if people uh, can follow you on the Internet anywhere, uh, anything you want to plug, uh, feel free to, uh, to uh, plug it all out there. Awesome. Uh, follow me on Twitter at, at DirtyAndyDalton. Like the football player, except I'm way more talented. Um, <laughs> I don't know my Facebook URL, and if Eamon, you could message me and help me figure that shit out, that would be incredible. Absolutely. I have no idea how to plug my Facebook. If you, if you search like, on Facebook, uh, Andy Dalton, you'll see uh, a certain fellow. You get a lot of Cincinnati, you get a lot of Bengals fan club pages. Trust me, I've tried. That's true. Um, if you would like a shirt, my logo is much like the Jack Daniels logo. I have, I don't have any on me because I sell out. I'll get them on Friday and be sold out by Sunday show. You can go to smarks, S-M-A-R-K-S, like us.com, and they have a plethora of other wrestler shirts like a Miss Dyslexia, uh, and they also have some of their own shirts that, um, are quite interesting and quite push they, they push some boundaries on a good taste or not. But I mean, I love those guys. Uh, upcoming dates. See, you'll see me the 11th in Brookhaven, Mississippi for Bayou independent wrestling, taking on Vordell Walker and main event for the BIW title. I've got July 23rd, rockstar pro wrestling in Dayton, Ohio. It's a Wednesday. And then I'm lining up a Friday and Saturday gig. I'll probably come by and fire that Sunday anyways. Just because, why not? I was the last fire show I wasn't booked on just to hang out and 
get drunk and do commentary. Plus, I need to get Eamon drunk because I, I, it was his birthday. Be perfectly happy to for you to be join me on the commentation station again. But yes, yeah, awesome. But yeah, and, and also that Facebook page, if anyone's wondering, it's facebook.com slash andydalton.12. So go check that out. 12? What the hell? I, it Who says 12 that? on here. I don't know. I have no clue. You may, maybe you made it in 2012. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm just assuming. Oh, man. I, who knows? Yeah, I guess well, it, it says facebook.com slash andydalton12. Andy.dalton.12, and and I'll and maybe I'll be able to work with Andy and, and get that fixed up. So yes, um, but yeah, so definitely go support Andy Dalton if he, if he's in your area uh, and he is wrestling. Definitely go check him out because I'm sure you'll be in for a treat. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Andy, for joining us. And Sorg, I believe we're going to talk uh, some indie wrestling. All right, thanks for that. That was an awesome talking with Andy Dalton. Some some great stories in there. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> all right thanks a lot amen uh, awesome awesome interview with andy dalton uh hey you know i i found something while i was going to look up his facebook page uh and this wasn't originally on on the lineup but uh you got you know i'm going to the gathering the juggalos and uh which is probably arguably when i went to the gathering the first year uh, in uh what 2001 i think i think that is my first official indie show as in my first official not wwf show um so it was in and, and they always have something interesting yes it's very skewed towards that audience but over uh, over the few years since i haven't been there since 2006 um they've really kind of had an interesting mix of indie guys uh, pop up in here uh, and i came across the flyer actually for what they're calling bloody mania 8 uh that's going to be there um in several nights of wrestling they're going to have a night of exotic wrestling uh, it, i'm guessing it's just going to be chicks taking their clothes off in a in a ring who knows kaiju big battle is <laughs> going to be there one night they have a road to bloody mania kind of thing so it's all set up night and this happens at like one in the morning every night is when they're having Jesus. these shows after the concerts. Uh, it's Jesus. crazy. Um, but no, the, I saw the flyer pop up and some interesting names. First, uh, Necro Butcher in the Caged Fury match <laughs> against somebody named Congo Kong. I believe Congo Kong, the current uh, IWA Mid South champ. Oh jeez, yeah, I knew you. I knew uh, you'd interpret some of these for me. Um, yeah, I've actually, I, I actually haven't seen him wrestle, but I just see him. He's giant. He's got face paint, and it's. Should be something. It's the Necro Butcher's stuff. Um, but, but, yeah. but they got uh, a, a friend of the show, Zach Gowan, on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a quadruple dip four-on-four tag team brawl. Uh, you'll recognize some of these names, or maybe not others. Jimmy Jacobs, Briar Wellington. Briar Wellington, I've seen do nothing but JCW. He plays this Richie Boy character. Uh, so, some tag team called The Haters versus Zach Gowan, Shockwave. Is that the robot wrestler guy? That is Shockwave the robot. Uh, you know, we I, were supposed to interview him one time for Super Eight, and that never that never came through. I don't know how that was going to happen, but um, yeah. we were uh, also with a uh, Weed Man, who I think is just a JCW character, and Hezia, Hezia, I'm hmm. not sure about this one. Uh, let's see, we got another one: table ladders, chairs. Oh my! Ring Riders and the Hooligans. By the way, JCW Tag Team Champions. We talked about the Hooligans early on the show. Um, we have. I've just seen the Hooligans wrestle. They are amazing. And they, they wrestle like everywhere. They look. They look like bikers, but they 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 have a pretty uh, a good uh, not high flying, but kind of fast style. They can uh, do some crazy stuff. So it's it's really cool. I, I they're one of my favorite tag at least like independent wrestling like tag teams. Like everyone would say like the young bucks, but okay, like the hooligans okay. are really Again, really there. interesting match concepts. Match four, all it says is feeding frenzy bloody rumble. Two death match wrestlers <laughs> face off as a new competitor competitor enters every ninety seconds. Juggalos provide the weapons. Wrestlers can be eliminated only when bloodied. Huh. So it's like a, a Royal Rumble, but from blood. Yes. B- BT Dub, the first show I saw with JCW, involved a lot of tacks um, and light tubes. Um, yes. Uh, match five. This, this is going to be fun. Uh, Nightmare Squirm for the Worm match with Officer Colt Cabana. He plays a heel police officer because the Juggalos don't like the fuzz because they're usually packing some weed. Um, versus the Boogeyman. Officer Cole Cabana faces his worst nightmare. Um, the boogeyman. That's great. 
uh, and Intergender, uh, Madman Pondo, and Crazy Marie Mary jo- Dobson versus Crazy Mary Dobson, who's a really actually, I mean, she does deathmatch, but I actually seen some of her actual wrestling, and it's really really good stuff. I think mm. she's done a couple tours in Japan, so she's definitely up there with some of I would say the top. Taking on uh, uh, Shane Mercer, not familiar with, and Heidi Lovelace, I know I've heard of. Mm-hmm. Who you will maybe remember from uh, National Pro Wrestling Day uh, uh, the past yes. two years. Um, yes, yes. And the uh, main event of Too Tough Tony, <laughs> their resident JCW <laughs> champion, against Tommy Dreamer for the world title. Um, that's cool. I like that. I like that lineup. Um, th- and they're not, it, it feels like uh, maybe the road to Bloody Mania maybe has a little bit more, but in the past, like, they've gone nuts when they had, like, the, you know, Nash and Hall and, and ridiculous names, but still, mm-hmm. no, it, this, this is going to be cool. This is going to be fun. Uh, so looking forward to it. I know they, they have a few Bloody Mania DVDs. You can probably find them on Netflix if you have the DVD uh, subscription. Uh, I know they've been around. I need to watch some of this stuff and catch up with it. They actually had something called Slam TV, and it was like a series they put online. It was like a weekly like episode series, and they had like they, they have a couple DVD sets that are like two or three DVDs deep uh, per volume. Um, like mm. it's really cool, and I know I know uh, uh, JCW's been doing iPay reviews, um, you know, you know, and on demand afterwards and everything on a pretty regular basis. I haven't checked in a while though, uh, and really cool. I mean, they they have the fan base there, um, you know. It's not for everybody. Not every wrestling fan is going to like this. Many wrestling fans are going to hate this, in fact. But it's definitely for that audience. If you're into ICP and that kind of humor that they deliver, you know, it it's it's just something different. You know, just like not everybody's going to like Kaiju. Not everybody's going to like Chikara, right? So sad to see. I miss the days when ICP wrestled. Apparently, they don't do that anymore. They were they're guest commentators. On, on that, um, Kevin, you know, this is the other thing. Kevin Gill, I think, used to work for IDOS. Worked on the Backyard Wrestling games. If you remember those for the PlayStation Two and okay. the Xbox, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, well, he was at like WrestleCon, and he had he was at a booth for JCW. He does a podcast with them uh, on their Hatchet Radio, um, and like I think he mostly just works for ICP now. So that's it's, it's very interesting <laughs> transition there. So. Um, and, and related, uh, uh, Matt Cross, Josh Prohibition uh, image popped up on Matt Cross's Facebook page of them from the video game, I, I think, in discussing uh, uh, upcoming previous matches on AIW. Uh, so that, that was an interesting throwback there. So, definitely. Awesome. So, I, so, Sword, you will be there, so you'll, you'll definitely have to give me the full, the full rundown. Of oh, that's going to be down. fun. That's going to be a That'll blast. That'll be a fun <laughs> So, but uh, it's a gather, gathering in Jolos. If you want more details, JuggaloGathering.com. If you're into that kind of thing, it's actually uh, in I think Thor- Thornburg, Ohio, um, and that's yeah you know, around the Columbus area, I think. So, if I'm not mistaken, awesome. I don't. Know, I should figure it out. I'm going in less than a month. So, <laughs> yes. Anything else we got to talk about? Well, there's one thing I do want to talk about that I sort of brought up uh, last week on the show, at the very end of the show. Uh, I didn't have a lot of information on it, so I apologize for those that were listening, but I actually have some information on how you can contribute to the uh, uh, to the Larry Sweeney Fund uh, uh, to help uh, with uh, suicide prevention. Um, they are doing, uh, I saw this from Mike Quackenbush, he tweeted this out. Uh, through eBay, they're doing a uh, basically an auction of sorts of various different items, and the money uh, from those items, uh, gained from those items are going to go to the uh, the Larry Sweeney uh, charity. And there's a lot of really good uh, stuff on here. There's a, a, a former uh, Larry Sweeney singlet. Uh, a lot of uh, people who have contributed to this uh, this fund. Uh, Adam Pierce has a, a ring-worn singlet of his from when he won the NWA title in uh, Ring of Honor when he was being managed by Larry Sweeney. So that's definitely big stuff. There's a lot of really cool stuff in here. There's a... A Chikara King of Trios champion medal uh, that's being sold uh, from uh, from I believe this is Tersus's medal from when uh, the Bruder Shaft won the Chikara King of Trios. Oh, I was there uh, that year. T- yeah, uh, Tara has some stuff that she's auctioning off. Uh, there's uh, various other uh, stuff that's being auctioned by a lot of independent wrestlers uh, that are contributing. There's a lot of stuff on here. And what's that um, site so- again? Uh, it is uh, ebay.com. If you search uh, uh, Sweeney Knight AFSP, uh, that's where you'll find uh, the all the items that are for, uh, for sale for this auction. And like I said, all the money gets contributed to uh, the uh, fund. And it's, it's for uh, suicide prevention. So um, 
and yeah, so definitely go donate and, and go, you can get some good stuff out of it, but you can also, uh, you know, contribute to a really good cause. There's, I mean, there's, uh, VIP tickets to Ring of Honor, uh, Death Before Dishonor in Chicago that they're auctioning off. Like, there's tons of really good stuff on here. So, uh, definitely take advantage of that. Um, and, and, and anywhere you can go support, you know, obviously Larry Sweeney, a big, big would be an understatement part of independent wrestling for so long. And, and, you know, to pay tribute and also to maybe help this sort of cause is a big deal. So definitely go, definitely go support that. Uh, we do want to touch on, there are a couple independent wrestling events this weekend. When I say a couple, there's very few, not a lot for uh 4th of July weekend. Obviously a lot of people aren't uh, uh, going out and doing the indie wrestling stuff, but I did find one that I do want to mention. I actually saw this today and I'm really sad. I'm going to miss this, even though it's kind of far away from me anyways. Um, uh, a company called Laredo Wrestling Alliance out of Texas. Uh, they are uh, apparently holding a wrestling event at Urban Fest, which is, I believe, is a big festival that uh, that goes down around Laredo. The reason I mention it is that they have one match that is advertised for that show, and it's if you are near that area, check it out because it's featuring a guy that I have talked about numerous times uh, everywhere, and you probably already know him. Uh, versus a guy that I think you need to, really need to check out, and that's ACH. Ring of Honor star is going to be wrestling for them. And he's taking on a guy by the name of Cherry Ramones, who I actually have the pleasure of working with a great deal in Inspire Pro, and he is amazing. Uh, he is one guy to seriously keep an eye on if you follow, you know, if, you, if it's just the name that, you know, maybe not a lot of people outside of Texas may know, but you, I'm convinced one day you will know who Cherry Ramones is. Amazingly charismatic, uh, great wrestler, has come a long way, uh, has grown a spectacularly and this is a big match against you know ach of all people so if you're anywhere near laredo uh this is and you're going to urban fest go check that match out uh the information you can find is at facebook.com says lwatx so definitely if you're anywhere close to that go check that out because that makes me really sad that i missed that this is the worst part about me being corporate sorg i can't see all this amazing stuff that's happening it is <laughs> so sad to me that's a shame i um, also I do want to mention an uh, 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 event that I mentioned last show that happened this past weekend I do want to talk about was the NWA 360 event that happened uh, in Belton, Texas, the big one that we were working with them on uh, in Inspire Pro where we had an Inspire Pro championship match. I sort of talked about it last week on the show about the collaboration aspect uh, now that we're working for the NWA. Apparently great show. They drew around like 600, 700 people, which is amazing. Like that for them, yes. like like – they're usually sort of they're, – they're a great wrestling promotion. They run sort of in like a smaller area um, where they draw like a, a – I would say a good like 200 a show. But this was like a big event for them, and, and I'm so happy for them to uh, be able to uh, to uh, put that out. Uh, Aaron Presley and uh, Brent McKenzie, who are the uh, – the, uh, uh, the I guess the people behind uh, NWA 360 is the best way to put it. Um, they did awesome, and I'm very excited for them. So – uh, definitely go support them. Check out any of the NWA uh, affiliates you are, uh, you know, around. Because hey, if you want to find a way to support Inspire Pro, that isn't you know coming to one of our shows or buying one of our DVDs or whatever, go to an NWA affiliate because they're our family, and when they succeed, we succeed, and every everything's you know everything's good and, and happy, and it's it's been amazing to see. I wish I would have gone to that event because it would have been amazing to just be around that that sort of positive environment. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. it really feels like collaboration and, and the ability to work together, to work together, excuse me, uh, is happening. And that's really cool. So awesome. that's that's some really cool stuff that's happening that involves Texas and, and my area. So like, I don't know. Uh, I believe there's no upcoming events near your area. No, but, uh, no. There was a couple of shows this past weekend, and I was out of town, so it didn't work. Everyone, everyone's well. booking their shows next weekend. Like, legitimately yeah, yeah. everyone. Yeah, I think next weekend there's a Friday show. I'm, of course, working RWA on Saturday. Um, and, uh, wow, yeah, the next week is IWC. And like every other major independent wrestling yeah. company's working. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, yes. My only saving grace is uh, VOW is on, it's like, sp sporadically they're on Fridays and Sundays. I just They actually have the entire mm -hmm. rest of the year schedule up on our Facebook um, so, uh, Vicious Outcast Wrestling, if you want to check out, ViciousOutcastWrestling.com, 
Uh, they just, I think, redid their website, so they got some cool stuff there. Um, but no, I want to check it out, especially since they got these Shikara guys coming in. They're they're going to have uh, Balls Mahoney and Sabu here in September, uh, so nice. it's been a lot of fun to see what they're doing, and, and really cool that we got to uh, you know be able to help them with their digital downloads and hopefully get it out to more people because uh, it's the biggest thing. So. You know. Awesome. Let's get the, get the eyeballs out there, man. Yeah, that's 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 it. Yes. Yeah. It's it, it, it's the one thing about indie wrestling. It goes to the, the some I can say some metaphor about like a tree falling in the woods or whatever. Like, but I I I'm just rambling now. Go watch independent wrestling. If Bug Bagwell it. does a Canadian destroyer and nobody's around to see it, was Luckily it awesome? Luckily, people were around to see it. Was it awesome? Really? Yes. yes. It was pretty awesome. <laughs> But no, um, go. It's a mantra we say every week. Go support independent wrestling. Buy a DVD. Uh, go to a show. You know, mm-hmm. do anything you can to contribute financially because you know, you know, we're we're not making big bucks, but we're definitely giving it our all all throughout independent wrestling. So, uh, you know, go to your smart mark videos and buy stuff. And uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash WMS. Cool. A lot of indie guys yes, on there, too. Buy stuff for us specifically, too. Because yes, that, that helps support the show. Yes. Really happy. Go to Patreon. and, and Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Please donate. Yes, indeed. Become a patron. Excellent. Patron. I, 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 is there any other way they can give us money, Sorg? Uh, can they just... Can my they just PayPal is at... Uh, no, 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 no. I, I was going to say, can they just send us stuff in the mail? Oh, no. You, know, you, can, you can drop us a line at goodtimeswrestlingmayhemshow.com and we can, fi- we can, can figure something that. out. Uh, 412-206-WMS0. And, of course, we're here every Tuesdays at live.sorgatronmedia.com, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 10, speci- 10 p.m. Pacific, specific, Central. What? Something. I don't know. Something. Uh, WrestlingMayhemShow.com, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, Spreaker, iHeartRadio. You can find us on any of that stuff. Facebook, Google+, as Wrestling Mayhem Show, Mayhem Show on the Twitters. And that's it. That's it. Go support some indie wrestling, guys. Never said I was a gangster or thug, but I'm an animal. Peanut for the taste of the poor. Sick, sick, sick. You know how I act now.